When you're training and working out, you could have the best and perfect plan, exercise prescription, exercise program, but what are you actually focusing on when you're carrying out these exercises and movements? Believe it or not, what we're actually paying attention to and focusing on, that can have a big impact on what our body is actually doing and what kinds of motor tasks and skills we're reinforcing in our body. The bottom line is what we're focusing on, what we're giving our attention to when we're doing movements, it can be either very beneficial to the results that you're trying to achieve and work towards, or it can be detrimental. That's what we're going to talk about today and listen into this episode. We're going to dive into the concept of external versus internal focus. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement Podcast. For all of my new listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. You're in the right place to hear about all of these topics, hear from a lot of great guest interviews, all about how to optimize human performance. For all of my returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in. And if you haven't heard some of the previous library of episodes, go check that out. You can listen in on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. There's been a combination of solo topics and guest interviews. In the solo topics, like what I'm doing today, I break down certain concepts, try to give some resources, education, tips, and tricks of how to optimize your performance. And that can be in the realm of sports medicine, injury prevention things, rehabilitation, also strength and conditioning, and sports nutrition as well. For the guest interviews, guests have come on to the podcast and they share tremendous stories, experiences, things that will help other people along their journey, whether that's just health and fitness or that's trying to level up and play at the highest level in sports. And also aside from this podcast, you can check out all of the free content that I have on social media. All of my handles are at HNL Movement. And also make sure you check out my YouTube channel. There's a lot of video highlight clips from the guest interviews, as well as I'm working on other resources, trying to put more content out there just to be a helpful resource again. So go check out my YouTube channel. You can also search for HNL Movement and you'll find the channel. And lastly, you can stay up to date with information on my website at hnlmovement.com. So let's get into today's topic. And it's this concept of external focus versus internal focus. And this goes beyond just the person performing the exercise or the movement, but also what kind of coaching cues can you give? What types of feedback can you give as coaches and for athletes themselves or people working out how to take this information and understand what are you trying to focus on to actually get more benefit from certain exercises and accomplish what result you're trying to work towards. So this concept has been around for a little while. I think in the early 2000s, more and more researchers were starting to uncover some of the benefits of external and internal focus with exercises. And since then, there has been more evidence coming out how we focus our attention on what we're doing in a task that can 
drastically impact what we're going to get out of that task or even what types of adaptations we're going to get, how quickly we're going to learn motor patterns or movements, how we're going to execute that movement. And again, that has provided a lot of benefit to athletes themselves, but also as coaches. What types of cues do we give? How do we communicate verbally? What kind of instruction are we giving our athletes? So let's break this down first. What is internal focus and external focus? So internal focus, that is putting your attention towards something that's happening internally in your body. You're focusing on components of the movement or what you're getting your limbs or your joints or your muscles to do or feel. That's internal focus. So again, you're focusing on something that you're controlling inside of your body. External focus, on the other hand, is it's more related to the effect that the movement is causing, specifically on the environment around you. What are you trying to do externally, what's the result that you want to achieve? And again, what's that effect of the movement that you're trying to accomplish? I'll give some examples in a little bit, but that's the difference. So external focus, you're focusing on the external environment, the effect that the movement or exercise has on the external world around you. And internal focus is focusing on what's happening within your body internally, what you can feel and what you can control inside of your body. So the gist of this episode is that there has been a lot of research that says, especially with motor development, motor learning, sports specific tasks, things that require a lot of coordination, fluidity, external cues and external focus are always a lot better. Helps to better regulate our automatic control of making movements nice and smooth. And it also helps us to pick up tasks quicker, especially if it's a new task. So external focus has been something that we want to try to end up. We want people to be able to control movements by focusing on something that is external in the environment around us and that effect that that movement has. But again, internal focus, it does have its purpose. It has its place, even with coaching and cueing. It's not like an all or nothing. We should only use external focus cues. We need to combine that with internal focus cues as well. So let's start with there. Internal focus has gotten a little bit more negative connotation, I would say, but it does have its purpose. And I do, even myself, I do use a lot of internal focus cues, but we'll talk about this towards the end. It's in progression to getting them to do something with an external focus, kind of putting their attention towards the external environment. So there has been studies showing that internal focus, you know, again, there's a neuromuscular connection from your brain, central nervous system to your muscle. And there have been some studies that internal focus, it may enhance that brain muscle or mind muscle connection and it actually can help to support some type of results there has been a study that demonstrated there were two groups doing the same type of strength training intervention and one was given all external focus cues and the other was given all internal focus instructions and it showed that in terms of muscle hypertrophy which you could even say that may be related with strength adaptations as well, it showed that the internal focus group actually had more hypertrophy at the end of that intervention. So internal focus things, it will help you to get better activation. It can help you to actually feel certain movements, muscles firing, how to control things internally. 
And again, this is not where we want to end up, but in the beginning, especially when I'm teaching people how to control their body, get more body awareness, even in the very beginning of teaching a new movement, sometimes they don't have that feeling. They don't have that mind muscle connection. That's where I actually use a lot of internal focus cues. And this can be after surgery and rehabilitation, even in compensatory patterns that has been really hard to break. I need them to start to develop some that neurological feedback loop, not only to activate that muscle, but also to feel and sense what that muscle is doing when you're doing certain exercises or movements. So that's where I like to use internal focus cues to kind of teach someone in that initial stages. The other thing that I like to use internally focus cues with is whenever something is very foreign, very new, and I need to again, emphasize that neuromuscular control. A lot of times I'm breaking down movements too. Maybe they can't control their knee position in a squat. So I'm, I'm really gonna break that down. Maybe from an unloaded, non-weight bearing position, I'm going to get them to feel that type of control with their hips. I'm gonna get them to feel certain things. And I'll use internally focused cues to try to teach them how to actually move in that fashion. So again, there's a time and a purpose for every type of cueing. Now let's move on to external focus cues. So external focus cues, some of the benefits that have been shown in research anecdotally is that it tends to make movements a lot more coordinated, fluid, and it doesn't disrupt what we call like that automatic nature of neuromuscular control. It doesn't disrupt that because we're thinking of trying to create a certain movement in a coordinated fashion using all of the automatic processes that control our movement patterns without having any disruptions, thinking of single segments or joints or muscles, which I completely agree to. So external cues, it helps us to reinforce the natural neuromuscular planning and coordination whenever we do more compound movements, definitely sports specific skills, but really any type of movement that entails a lot of coordination, synergistic action between all the different joints and muscles in our body. We want to focus on the effect of that movement, doing something in relation to the external environment. So I'm gonna go over a few examples in a minute, but I wanna say that literature has suggested that we want to, especially when it's more fluid, complex skills, definitely sports specific skills or advanced exercise and movement techniques, we want to progress towards our attention being more externally focused, but also as coaches, we want to make sure that we're working towards that progression of getting more external focus cues and communication to our athletes. And that's really how I've tried to apply this for the past seven or eight years maybe, when I first got introduced to these concepts, I use internally focused cues to try to teach someone on a basic level when I'm breaking things down. And then I will slowly progress to externally focused cues because that's what I want them to be able to do, be able to automatically regulate that coordination and that natural movement patterns so that it becomes imprinted in their brain and it becomes more automatic. So think about that, how you're gonna use the internal versus external cues. So let's go over some examples. And these are just a few of the big ones that it makes a lot of sense because a lot of us do these activities or exercises. A lot of coaches may have some problems getting the athlete to understand certain things. So for something like a basic jump, remember internal focus is 
to actually focus on what's happening in the body. So the cues that the coach might give or what the athlete might be thinking is, I need to get to that triple extension position. Plantar flexion, knee extension, hip extension, and I need to get there when I'm doing the jump. That's more focusing on what's happening in your body versus an external cue that I give a lot, especially when we're trying to get good jump training in, more height, getting more force pushing into the ground. The external cue that I like to give is try to push the ground as far away from me as possible. And again, indirectly from that cue, they are gonna get better triple extension. So that's an externally based cue. Another good externally based cue with a jump is whenever you have a vertex or something for them to reach towards, you're trying to give them a target to touch. And again, the only way they're gonna touch a higher target is to actually coordinate and do more of that movement pattern to make an impact on the ground, make an impact on how high they can actually touch. So that's another externally focused cue. Let's give another example of core stability. Oftentimes with planks, right? We're trying to get good ab activation, oblique activation, really keep that pelvis and lumbar spine neutral. So an internal cue is just tighten your abs. Pull that belly button in towards your spine. You're getting them to focus on what's happening internally in their body. And again, that might be a good teaching tool to understand how to control that neutral spine, pelvis position, but an externally based cue is Somebody has probably told you this, is think that if you're gonna get hit in the stomach, right? You're automatically gonna brace, tighten a little bit. That's something thinking about the effect of that movement. If I'm gonna get hit in my stomach, I know what that feeling is, how to brace, how to activate there. So that's some of the differences between the internal focus and the external focus cue for something as simple as a plank. Now the last example that I wanna give, and this is probably something that I use the most of, is whenever you have any postural or alignment issues, you can physically tell them what they need to do in their body. So let's use an example like a knee alignment issue in a squat, right? Let's say someone is getting knock knee in that valgus position, their knees are coming to inwards. You could give them an internally focused cue, like pull your knees apart or get that knee to go out, right? And they're focusing on how to actually do that within their body. But this is the big external cue that I like to use. I like to use things in the environment to get them to change or adjust their movement pattern without actually thinking about what is my body or my knee actually doing. So I'll put a prop or something, put something out in front of them and tell them, try to point your knee to that area. And I'll tell them, try to point your knee towards that thing. So if I have a stick or I'm standing there, I tell them, try to point their knee to me or to that prop. If they're doing other types of exercises, you can do couple things. You can either get them to point or move towards something, or you can get them to avoid something. If I put the stick or the dowel inside of their knee, right, and tell them do not touch that stick. Again, they're focusing on avoiding something in the external environment, and that can be a way that you get them to do what you need to do without physically tell them focus on their knee and their hip and doing all of these things in their legs. So that's something that hopefully coaches or athletes can take with you, is think about how can I focus my attention on the external environment if this is what I'm working towards. Again, there's all of these other applications to this, and I don't claim to be an expert in this field, but it is something that I like to read about, learn about, and it's not only for me working out, but also how do I communicate and coach and cue and give my athletes some feedback in this area to actually make them make the movement 
movements more coordinated, smoother, and make sure that they're learning how to control these movement patterns because that's the end goal. So the last thing that I want to end off with is for anyone listening out there, if you're a coach, the way that we're communicating, coaching, giving feedback, giving them cues of what to focus on, that is very important because how we do this, that can have a great impact on the types of adaptations and benefits they're gonna receive. Again, this is way outside of just exercise prescription and doing the sets and reps that it says on your program. This is more of the things that will give you that added edge and help you to be a better coach, but also help your athletes to understand and be way more efficient movers and get way better results from your training programs. For the athletes, Think about what I talked about today, if you're listening, and think about how can I shift my attention? Do I need to make it more internally focused if I'm learning something or I need to break down certain aspects of movements? Or do I need to focus on more the external effect of what my movement is creating? And again, not only will this help you to get more focus and benefit out of your workouts, but I think over time, you'll start to see that there's a long-term effect of how we train, what we're focusing on, and what types of gains we're making from the training program. So for both coaches and athletes, I hope this was useful information. Think about this, think about your external focus versus your internal focus whenever you're doing things in the weight room, whenever you're at practice, doing training programs. The last thing that I wanna say is why external focus is so beneficial and why there's so much emphasis on it is because all sports skills, whenever you're practicing or playing your game, you don't wanna have internal focus and your attention focused on your body because one, your performance is going to be not that good, it's probably going to decline a lot. And two, it makes your natural movement patterns disrupted, uncoordinated, not fluid. So we want to, especially when we're training for sports, focus on the external environment, the effect that our movement has on the external environment. So overall, that is all that I have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and be sure again to share these episodes with family, friends, coaches, colleagues, especially if you're getting a lot of benefit from them. If this is helping you in any way, feel free to reach out. You can tag me on social media. You can contact me on my website or email me directly at andrew at hnlmovement.com. It's always great to hear how some of this is helping you along your journey with training or even just making things more enjoyable and you're seeing more progress along the way. But overall, that's all that I have for this episode. Again, you can check out my social media channels at HNL Movement. Check out my YouTube channel for more videos and podcast highlight clips. And also my website, hnlmovement.com for more resources. For the podcast, I release episodes every Tuesday. So I hope everyone has a great rest of your week. Until next Tuesday, keep training hard, train smart. I'll be back here same time, same place. Until then, aloha.